She was the turkey of 29 pounds. In the barnyard she made all the rounds. Now there were 29 chickens as crazy as the dickens about the turkey of 29 pounds. Greetings from the pumpkin patch and welcome Halloweeniacs. I mean Thanksgivers to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast on the Weird Network, where we discuss monsters and Halloween, and today, a bloody Thanksgiving. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. Tonight's episode, <laughs> splatter horror writer Brian G. Berry. What you're hearing there is a song from 1947 by the Sportsman Quartet called the turkey of 29 pounds fitting for this evening's thanksgiving special where tom and i are going to talk about brian g berry the author of thanksgiving day massacre this is the perfect book for november 1st when those of us who love halloween are in denial and just don't want the spooky season to be over but we know that we're just going to have to get ready for thanksgiving so We were hoping to do this episode a little earlier in the month, like November 1st, so that we could tell everyone to get this book, and it would help lessen the pain caused by Halloween being over, but we didn't get to set this interview up fast enough because, well, we were in pain caused by Halloween being over, so, uh, but anyway, maybe you could get like the ebook, it's a quick read, you know, I love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but you could read it during like all that commentator banter, which is really annoying, or maybe during the dancing, <laughs> which I usually hate, or during pretty much everything except the balloons, which the balloons are cool. But um, or maybe you could read it in the car ride to your your family feast when you're stuck in Thanksgiving Day traffic. It's a quick read, though. It should get you into the Thanksgiving spirit and the spooky Thanksgiving spirit. I, I will say this just as a disclaimer for our listeners and and whoever decides to to read this book. It is a graphic, very uh, graphic meaning the 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 writing is the imagery is that gruesome, comes to mind. Yeah, but uh, he he did an excellent job with with his descriptions. And how he how he uh, wrote things out. It is definitely a read that will leave a uh, probably scar more than an impression <laughs> on your on your brain. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's definitely not for the squeamish. And and I didn't believe it at first. I was thinking they're just it's just words. But yeah, this book. Just imagine like an extremely rated R, actually probably rated X. Yeah, uh, if it was a slasher movie, yeah. yeah, it's pretty descriptive, so it's definitely not for the kids, but it is a, a treat, I would say, for those who grew up watching 80s slasher movies. It it certainly is exploitative on purpose, and it's a ton of fun. I, I it you can feel the fun in the thing and what it's trying to do, and yeah, it's it's definitely definitely a treat. So our guest tonight, Brian G. Berry. According to his Amazon author page, Brian G. Berry is somewhat new to the world of writing. His first book, The Pale, which is a Halloween short, was self-published in October of 2020. Since then, he's been insanely busy with a ton of books. And if you go on his Amazon page, you will see there are a ton of books in just two years. Barry writes everything from 1980s-inspired horror and sci-fi action horror to The Strange. Some of his titles include Sleepover Massacre and Blood Lanes. He has a book series called The Slasherback series, of which Thanksgiving Day Massacre is a part of. Then there's Snow Shark. So just take that in. Snow Shark. That comes from his series called VHS Trash. And I just wanted to read a description of that book, okay? So you can kind of get an idea of who Brian G. Berry is. Okay, so Snow Shark. It was supposed to be a family vacation, the celebration of a birthday, a weekend of skiing and smiles. But something haunts the slopes, hunts beneath the snow. No longer does it require the sea, no longer the depths of dark waves. Conditioned for land, A winter terror is unleashed upon the guests who inhabit the resort of White Cap Lodge. Slopes will run red. People will scream. 
and out there in the snow, no man, no woman, no child is safe from the jaws of Snow Shark. So, and then I do have to say one of the titles I'm really excited to read. Um, it's called Death Commando, which is supposed to be inspired by the 1985 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic Commando the Rambo movies, and then the Chuck Norris films of the 80s. So I'm pretty excited about that one. But yeah, anyone who grew up watching slasher movies and action flicks of the 80s, it seems like you're going to love Brian G. Berry books. So I'm pretty yeah, excited think, to talk to him. I think the uh, as I was looking through you know some of the books that he had at least posted on there, I think he said he had one more, something along those lines. But there, there's about 16... 17 books right now um that you could get both it looks like he has a lot of these ebooks as well as the paperbacks and on some of them i i believe he has ver different versions of the covers from the the kindle version to uh the paperbacks yeah yeah i i've I bought the snow shark ebook and then I bought the paperback for Thanksgiving Day Massacre but uh, I kind of like having the books, so I'll probably yeah. I probably I... will buy the books. I got the ebook for the Thanksgiving Day Massacre, and I'm probably gonna buy the other books uh, too. So maybe one day if we meet them, uh, we'll have them sign them. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, anything else that you wanted to bring up to preface this interview before we get to the interview, Tom? No, let's jump in. All right, let's dig in. All right, Mr. Brian G. Barry, welcome to the Jack Lantern Press podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, uh, we totally appreciate you being on the show. Uh, you know, Tom and I are pretty excited about this because what we do on the the Jack Lantern Press podcast is we try and talk about monsters and Halloween throughout the entire year, and each holiday we kind of we kind of have a monster. And so we have like this Tom the Turkey terror we talk about for Thanksgiving, even Bigfoot. Bigfoot is kind of like a Thanksgiving monster for us. We have uh, monsters for Valentine's Day and Easter. And so when I saw your book, Thanksgiving Day Massacre, I was pretty dang excited because it's like this is exactly what we love, especially like after Halloween, when we're pretty bummed out that that day is over it's like okay now we're we gotta we're getting into thanksgiving and your book is like the perfect antidote to like the halloween <laughs> being over so yeah we're pretty excited to to have you on the show but um what we usually like to do with with because this is a, a show about monsters and halloween we like to start out before asking you anything else and to to share like a favorite halloween memory so do you have is i don't even know if halloween is a big thing for you it's the it's the biggest thing for me <laughs> i love it nice is there yes. like a favorite halloween memory maybe what made halloween big for you or just one particular halloween that that stands out i don't know i've i've always loved halloween so it's just part of me i suppose but i do have a memory and uh it was a trick-or-treating one and i think it was about nine or ten probably wrong on that but i was trick-or-treating by myself and it was really dark it was in a really just kind of empty neighborhood and uh, i went to this house and it was dark most of the houses were dark so um i just gave it a chance and there was like a scarecrow sitting in a chair right by the door a bowl of candy and i go over there and then the scarecrow moves and I just jump back. I'm freaked out. And I grab a little handful and I start to walk away. And then this scarecrow stands up and he has an ax in his hand and he's just walking towards me and I'm backing up. And then I turn around to go on the street and he's still walking after me. And he's pursuing me for about a block just in the middle oh of the street God. with an ax in his hand. <laughs> and, I, and I was the only one out there too. It was like 920 at night. This scared, you know, it scared me. So I was out there and I turn around to see where he's at and then he was just gone. So that was like my creepiest moment and my biggest Halloween memory when I was a kid. 
Nice. Love it. Love it. It's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tom and I used to, we used to do haunted houses as kids and we would do something kind of similar where we would dress ourselves up to actually look like a dummy. We would have newspaper like coming out of our sleeves and puff mm -hmm. up certain parts of our, of our jackets. And people would come up and think that we were a dummy and someone would be like, is that a dummy? And that, no, yeah, it's fake. It's fake. And then you, we would jump up, although we never chased anyone you know, down a full block. Yeah, I don't think we actually took it to that extreme, especially <laughs> being nine years old. That probably or, was a little terrifying. Or with mm -hmm. an axe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a real one, too. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Well, I, got a, I got a quick oh. question. So as I've been sort of perusing the uh some of the material that you've put out um i'm just curious and this is a pretty serious question but on your uh amazon profile are do you really look like a werewolf with claws? <laughs> uh close enough I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i never i don't really show my face often and when i do it's always in masks and just i don't it's just my little mark i suppose I like and there's it. more and more people who do that sort of stuff even yeah. on uh on youtube a lot of people they just never show their face it kind of mm -hmm. makes it a little bit more exciting though um mm -hmm. yeah so i guess in in a nutshell or for us in a, in a pumpkin shell so who are you what's your origin story where do you come from how, how did you come to be brian g berry author um i was born santa clara California and uh, moved up to Washington like 27 years later and as for becoming like an author I've always loved reading my first books were like uh, my teacher is an alien I love those oh and, nice um, like the uh, chocolate touch you know I used to just read the hell out of these books and then I got into goosebumps and all that and I was huge into monster movies always monster movies um, I'd always watch horror uh, page through Fangoria magazines. And um, generally, I just like to surround myself in horror. And uh, later on in life, I finally, this is only a few years ago, actually. I mean, I've always wanted to write and I did like write little things. But um, a few years ago, I just decided, all right, I'm going to start doing this because I was um, influenced by David Irons, who's another, who's a great author and writer, and Tim Curran. And I started getting into their work and reading it and just becoming obsessed with it. And I was like, you know what? I could do this. I'm going to do this. So I just started writing and doing all this. And that's pretty much how I got to where I am now. And I, I wanted to take um, all those movies that I just loved in the past and just kind of exploit that and make my own books in that form. That's why I made like Snow Shark with the, you know, little crappy B sci-fi movie kind of thing. And um, Ogre followed that tradition. And uh, Death Commando is one of those high octane eighty action war movies. Um, that's the kind Dude, of stuff I like to write. And I love that book. Looks so because oh, growing yeah. up, we we used to rent. <clears throat> so we grew up in the eighties, and mm -hmm. you would still rent VHS tapes. Sure. <laughs> in the summertime, and this was a regular <laughs> thing, we would we would um, go to the video store rent commando right next door was pizza we'd get a well, pizza. commando and red dawn and red dawn yeah red yeah. dawn mm -hmm. or like a chuck norris movie <laughs> yep. so like when i saw that book i was like no way like sweet so you mm -hmm. it sounds like you grew up around the time we did yeah i was born in 81 okay oh so there you go yeah you, you're not much uh younger than us because I, I was 77 mike 76 so yeah i bet we had a lot a lot of similar uh experiences especially if you were nine let's see that would if you were you said 80s so 89 when yeah. you actually experienced that halloween thing. it was around so, yeah. yeah i remember it being in the 80s i don't remember the specific year what so when you say that you loved monster movies, like what kind of mon what monsters are we talking about? Well, I'm just talking about like the nothing like classic like Hammer or anything. Uh, I, I do like those, but um, I don't know a lot of the '80s monster movies. Jason, like, uh, Freddy, yeah, stuff Freddy, like that. Um, Hellraiser, like humanoids from the deep. Uh, nice, oh, nice. Yeah, a lot of those kinds of styles. 
definitely. Have you ever seen Frankenstein meets the Wolfman? No. <laughs> Lon Chaney Jr. I have not. Well, you it, definitely should clear. watch that. Watch it's a that. classic. It is definitely, it's one of Mike and I's favorite Halloween. Well, it's not a Halloween movie, but it's a horror movie. And yeah. it, you know, it was made obviously, what in the, was it the 40s? Four, yeah, it's 40 something, 43 yeah, maybe. And, but Lon Chaney Jr. in that movie, it also has all of the monsters in it. Uh, and that movie is just great. Mm-hmm. We always talk so- about it on here. What was the what was the the slasher movie or the movie that that did it for you? Was there a specific monster, Jason or Leatherface? Uh, the first horror movie I ever watched was Reanimator. Oh, that, nice! I, that was just a great experience. <laughs> so I uh, did read something about uh, some inspiration that you liked with H.P. Lovecraft, and it's kind of funny when I read that because and this is this is kind of sad um from my perspective but i never even read any of the hp lovecraft stuff until just recently and then realized how many different movies and books and everything have always pulled from his work mm-hmm. um so it was kind of cool to see that you reference hp lovecraft and then you're like pulling some of that into your material too uh, so do you, do you obviously read a lot of H.P. Lovecraft? Uh, yeah, I do. But more so, I read Robert Howard, who still has that same style. And Robert oh. Howard would be my guy. That's my biggest influence. Um, my favorite writer and author. Definitely him. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So, so you said you were writing early on, like just writing short stories, things for yourself, mm-hmm. before you actually got into... Uh, to to write your Halloween short story that you self-published in 2020, I think it was. Correct. Gotcha. And before I forget, so this short book, The Pale, your Halloween short, we were, we were kind of texting back and forth, and you said that you're turning that into a full-length book, right? I wanted to re-edit, a, um, run it through an editor again and kind of rewrite it. But I didn't get around to it, unfortunately, which I will this coming October, this next one. Um, it was the first thing I ever wrote that had any amount of length to it. I think it was 56, 57 pages or something. And um, that one's really special to me. And it just captures like everything I loved about Halloween. And it has like some hideous monster at the end. But um, it's really cool. And I want to rewrite it with my newer style. So I can have that out for next year. Now, I, I, I totally look forward to it because I will say getting into Thanksgiving Day Massacre, I I love Thanksgiving and the opening of your book totally oh captures <laughs> Thanksgiving with the parade and the way you you talk about the people that you you set the tone for Thanksgiving small town so well. It's just there's like this warmth to it, a family warmth, small town followed by massacre and then (laughs) and then it's the i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it yet but it is it's so amazing and one of the things tom and i were talking about this because when i first saw the book on amazon i was reading people's reviews because it's like okay what are people saying about this book and people are saying it's really gory and like they couldn't believe it and i was thinking like how okay it's just, you're just reading words. Like it, can people really be grossed out by just reading words? You know, I, I don't know. Like for me, it's like, if I saw it on the screen, that's something, but it just reading it. And then I read it and it's like, dude, now they're, they're worse seen. And I, like I said, I don't want to spoil it for other people, but I, I'm not going to lie. The word, you could just say the word it, oven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you put oven on there and man that was that was definitely a disturbing i did not think that that was gonna get me all that much but your descriptions in in that whole scene was uh was definitely gruesome i i'm just curious how many times you had to like reread that and think that through um yeah you had to, you had to sit with that way longer than us reading like how did that wear on you (laughs) honestly i just um 
I just wrote right through it and it just came to me naturally for that part. I wanted something really shocking, I guess, at that moment. So that one just came right to me and I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to make this the piece of this book, you know, and uh, I've heard back lots of reviews or people messaging me about that scene. Some are kind of upset <laughs> and others loved it. And I wanted to do Thanksgiving Day Massacre 2 this year. Uh, but again, I didn't get around to it. I'm working on one that I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy. And I'm almost finished with it. I, I'll probably have it out this week. So it's not Thanksgiving, but it's definitely something that will pop a few eyes. So Nice. I am curious, are all of your books as descriptive as the Thanksgiving Day Massacre? Uh, definitely. And I released that a year ago on Thanksgiving, and I'd say my descriptions are a lot better than they were back then, more vivid. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely accomplished... I mean, because, you know, another thing Tom and I were talking about before was, you know, I feel like today it's so hard to shock people. You know, we're so desensitized mm -hmm. because of what, what we can see now, what can be shown. Sure. But your book, it definitely, like your book definitely scarred me. I will not forget reading <laughs> this thing. No. So like you told, I think you totally accomplished uh what you set out to do it's definitely exploitative it i definitely feel the love for the 80s slasher movies it's uh dude it's it's awesome love I'd it i'd say anybody that's listening right now that's very much in interested in that type of graphic writing uh you're in for a treat so go out and buy it yeah, I wanted to, I wanted a little like slasher. I love the 80 slashers and I wanted to answer that question. I forgot um, is the slasher that did it for me was Slumber Party Massacre. So that was the one that took me away and wanted to write all these sorts of slashers. Nice. That's, that's a, that's definitely a, a good one for sure. One question that I do have for you, Brian, of all the books that you have written, which one is your favorite? Like if, if somebody were to walk up to you today and say, Hey, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're a, you know, a well-known author. I want to buy one of your books. Which one would, would come to your mind right off the bat to say, here you go. Uh, Nightweaver. Nightweaver. So that, that's funny that you even say that because the ones that, that I was looking at is Nightweaver. I like Bloodlanes. The Death Commando and the Campfire Tales mm -hmm. look really sweet. I love whoever did your artwork on that did a great job. Even the Night of the Mutants. Snow yeah. Shark, bro. That's the one I'm reading for once I'm once Thanksgiving's over, I'm I'm going to Snow Shark for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know that I do have one coming for Christmas. Is that the oh, bloody Christmas one? No, this one's going to be Christmas, but it's not going to be that one. Okay. Is no, it's, is that one out because I couldn't find it? The bloody, bloody I took it off because it has a lot of mistakes in it and I was just learning, you know. And I'm going to oh, be okay. running through, I'm going to be running an editor through a lot of my earlier work. And that was just stuff I just wanted to push out there because I was filling a voice. Gotcha. So, can we expect something like Silent Night Deadly Night with this new one? Um, I wanted to go that route, but, but um, I thought that was a bit obvious, and I'm working on one right now that's slashery, so I don't want to do back-to-back -back slashers right now, um, but it will have a lot of those ingredients, I'll say that, <laughs> and it's going to be a fun one. I, I guarantee it'll be a fun one. Cool, cool. Well, going back to the, the Thanksgiving Day Massacre, so... In your author's note at the beginning of the book, you wrote that uh, that the book was intended to bring to life Eli Roth's fake Thanksgiving trailer from uh, the 2007 film Grindhouse. Um, mm -hmm. You called the trailer disturbingly awesome and added that you wished it would have become a full-length film, which I felt the same thing. Of all those fake trailers, mm -hmm. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving was one that I was thinking, dude, they need to make this 
into a movie. This holiday season, prepare to have the stuffing scared out of you. Thanksgiving. In the town of Plymouth, Massachusetts, the fourth Thursday in November is the most celebrated day of the year. The table is set. The festivities have begun. But an uninvited guest has arrived. And this year, there will be... No leftovers. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about what that trailer did for you and and how you eventually said I'm I'm just going to make it if no one else is. Well, it it, it kept you know, it captured that 80s feel, that that grindhouse 80s slasher feel and um I love that so much. That's like my biggest thing, like uh, just that's everything. And when I watched that trailer, I thought this was going to be an actual movie. I saw it watching one of his movies. It was in the beginning like as a preview. And I saw this, I was like, just, holy crap, this looks amazing. And I watched it again. <laughs> I watched it again. I was like, okay, this, this is going to probably be my favorite, one of my favorite slashers ever. And watching it now, I was just, before I wrote that book, I was like, oh man, if he's not going to do it, then I want to do something like that. So I wrote it to not bite it entirely, just kind of do my own thing with it. And um, I did add some elements that were similar to it, but um that one, I don't know, that was just, that's everything I wanted to capture. And I really wish that he'll eventually just say, screw it, I'm going to make it because that that movie would kill on the screen. Yeah, definitely. It, Especially, there's not would. really, there, there aren't really any Thanksgiving movies. I mean, there's there's the Thanksgiving movie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even, I couldn't even get through oh, it. Yeah, that was that dumb. <laughs> I, I've tried watching it like two or three times. And yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, Blood Rage is a good one. So Blood Rage is a it's a Thanksgiving movie. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend that. That is the Thanksgiving slasher, and it's '80s all the way. It's perfect. Looks like you're gonna get a chance to meet the rest of the family. My psychotic brother just escaped. I just don't want to spoil things. We else need more turkey? No, I'm pretty good, thanks. I don't like to talk about my brother. He gives me nightmares. Thanksgiving. You know, somebody ought to tell him to get inside. Nobody should be out with my brother around. He looked exactly like Terry, except he had this really wild, crazed look in his eyes. There's somebody after me and he's chasing me and he's trying to hurt me. You're gonna hurt my kitty. Oh, God. You're a real sweetheart. You know that? A real sweetheart. It's not cranberry sauce, Artie. It's not cranberry sauce. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm actually gonna watch that because I I haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. Oh. Sweet. Okay, oh yeah, cool. you'll love it. This is a great surprise then. Nice. So, 
what I was going to ask you is, uh, so how, as far as like, is, is Thanksgiving a big holiday for you? Cause it sure feels like it. In- Actually, no, it's really not. Um, I mean, no, <laughs> it's, it's just that in between point between, you know, Halloween and Christmas and I just kind of brush it over, but I, I wanted to bring something out that wasn't really out there that I was seeing anyways. And when I wrote it, I was like, yeah, I think people are going to dig this one. I released it on the day of Thanksgiving last year and it just blew up. I sold, I don't even remember how many copies, just so many. And then the pages read was ridiculous. And, um, obviously people are loving it and it's, I'm really happy about that because I wanted to fill a little niche that was missing, I guess, in the genre. It's totally, yeah, I feel like it's totally missing. Well, do you, Mm -hmm. do you think that that book is, is a book to read the day after Halloween? Because everybody's pretty sad that Halloween's over. At least I know Mike and I are because we Mm -hmm. hate when the day's over. So we're always looking for that next thing to, to sort of do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as we said at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, this book might be one of those books that we're just like, oh yeah, hey, make sure that you read this book or let's read this again, you know, because it's Yeah, we're big day. like traditionalists. So for me, yeah, the, the, as soon as it was November 1st, I woke up and started reading Thanksgiving Day Massacre. And I <laughs> I will probably do the same thing next year because I just like those traditions. So I would probably imagine, yeah, uh, November 1st, this is my tradition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. That is definitely a book to read right after um, Halloween. And I'm the same way. I get depressed after Halloween. It's just everything's like, ugh, like I miss it, you know. And I still have Halloween decorations up, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We have, my. Uh, I know I do, and I know Mike does as well. And even our our, uh, our guys from Nightmare 365, um we have Halloween decorations up year round. Um, Yeah. And uh, we, we love it. So sure. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Just another person to sort of join in on that excitement. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was going to ask also, so you, yeah, you're not just doing the eighties slasher kind of uh, books, but the, the, the ones that are like commando and Chuck Norris, can you talk a little bit about, about those movies growing up as a kid and how that inspired uh the books that you you write oh yeah uh commando was my is is my favorite action movie i love commando and like you i used to rent the hell out of it at the video store and i would just run it in and out and just watch it on loop (laughs) and i've always wanted something i i just became obsessed with that like style and just overblown action you know and one guy running away from like hundreds of soldiers who can't fire and, uh, and shoot worth of crap. But, um, <laughs> I love it. uh, it's what, what I did in death commando is capture a lot of the elements of these movies, like strike commando. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Red yeah. Brown. Okay. Like in a lot of those, you know, war bus, just a lot of those titles that never oh, really yeah. made it. What about you know, Rambo? Like, oh, definitely Rambo. <laughs> and there's Rambo in death commando. You'll see it. Oh, sweet, um, sweet. Uh, like robo war um just a lot of these weird kind of obscure um war action movies uh, chuck the yeah, chuck always... norris movies as well <laughs> oh definitely yeah definitely. Invasion. you're gonna end up killing my bank here because I'm, I'm like <laughs> adding stuff to my cart right now of yeah different uh, books just... that i want to read death commando i just i was like all right i'm, re- I'm gonna write an 80s action war book and um i wrote that in a month and it, it was like 75,000 words. I think it's my biggest book to date, and it was just flowing. So that one's pretty special to me, too. If someone was to ask what book, I would say Nightweaver because it would probably be like a horror um, reader that would come up to me. So Death Commando, it, it does have horror elements. I won't give it away, but it does have that, but it's more you know, hyper-action than horror. So I here's a here's a question for you because I'm just curious because some people say this movie sucks, and but I know Mike and I both love the movie. Do you like Last Action Hero? 
I love I love that movie. Ah, sweet. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> that movie's classic. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. But there's a lot of people who are like, oh, that thing sucked. And I was like, what are you talking about? That movie was great. Even <laughs> even the director, John McTiernan, hates the movie. You know, when I've seen interviews, it's like, dude. But I don't know. I guess maybe because for us, it, it hit the right age. Because one of the things John McTiernan says is that, is it an adult movie or is it a kid's movie? And to me... <laughs> We were about the age of that kid when the movie came out and we were yes. watching action movies years before that already. So, mm -hmm. you know, I guess maybe nowadays kids aren't allowed to watch at those kinds of movies, but mm -hmm. we totally were into those things. And so it was like the perfect mixture for us. And the idea of going into the movie was just you know, so cool. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get why people think it sucks. Yeah. I don't either. That movie just immediately just draws you right in from the chase scene in the beginning, just all the way to the end. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. And so now when you're, when you're outlined or do you outline your books or you just have like a loose idea and then you just get going and go down rabbit holes and yeah, I just get the idea in my head and I'll just start writing it. I don't outline anything at all. I just write it. So you have no, I mean, do you maybe even have like kind of an idea of how the story might end or you're just like, let's yeah, see oh where yeah, we go. I have, I have to definitely have an ending in mind for me to write it or I won't be able to write it. And uh, even if the ending changes a hundred times, I have to have it in my head. See, I, that's more of the style that I wish I had. I suck at writing. My brother's, a, you know, the writer in our family, but I suck at writing. But yeah, I've I've watched all these people. They go through, they create this, crazy outline they do all this stuff so mm -hmm. you if if i knew the way that you sort of did your your stuff or maybe you're just a good writer and you could do it that way but i'm so not the person that is is an organized sort of way of doing anything so it's kind of like oh here i got this great idea let me jot this down on a piece of paper and then you kind of go from there but uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of neat that you do it that way yeah definitely it gives you room to like push it out more instead of staying by like a solid guideline of what you want to me anyways it works better for me that way yeah well we do we do um kind of like a light oh it's like a lightning round kind of uh question and answer thing so you could answer with like one word or one sentence but before we do that is there a question that people ask you all the time that you have to constantly answer and maybe now you could just answer it for the last time and, and kind of be done with it. <laughs> um, not really. I mean, pretty much it's just like, when's the next book coming out? That's pretty much what I hear a lot. <laughs> you have no, people question, just like the question he hears a lot is tell us about the oven scene. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Cause I do get that question a lot, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you actually get people writing in that are or or calling or talking to you saying that they're pissed, like they're pissed at you for that scene. Yeah, I have uh, two people that I know of messaged me, and they were just laying and laying me apart, essentially. <laughs> so, you, yeah, I mean, thank you very much for buying my book. And, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly I, what I said. I said thanks I for mean, reading. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're if you're pulling that much. Uh, of, for them to go to the extent of messaging you about it, then you obviously did what you wanted to have happen in that scene. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think that if you're trying to shock people, you definitely did it. And there are certain rules. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to give away anything, but there are certain rules in movies and stories. Mm -hmm. And you just said, screw that i'm doing it anyway yeah. <laughs> and it's so fantastic because it it totally worked it totally yeah. worked so thank you um so okay so yeah this this lightning round we're, we'll just give out a quick question and then as fast as you can like a one word or one sentence um answer okay so okay. here we go what's your favorite monster rawhead rex okay Oh, nice. Uh, if you were a monster, what would you be? Werewolf. I kind of figured that was going to be said. 
Um, in in writing any of your stories, have you ever harnessed energy from lightning to do so? Several times. <laughs> uh, have you ever tried to take over the world? Uh, more than once. Did you succeed? <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have known by now. Yeah, I guess that's true, right? <laughs> yeah, I failed. Uh, what do you do for evil in your spare time? Read evil. Read evil. Do you have any skeletons in your closet? I have a few cutouts on my door. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, what's your favorite shade of blood and guts? Red. Uh, favorite type of victim? All of them. Okay. All right. What kind of scream or cry of terror do you love most? One that shatters a mind. Okay. Uh, what type of scream or cry of terror do you love least? The little cry in the throat. <laughs> All right. And the last question, what's your favorite torture device? And is it an oven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pen. Which one? The pen. The pen. Okay. Okay. I love it. <laughs> so basically what you're mind... saying on the on the previous question, you don't like Faye Ray yelling at the top of her lungs in King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Very cool. So all right. Well, you kind of talked about some projects that you had in the works. Anything else other than the, the Christmas one and uh, working the Halloween one? Anything else that you're working on that maybe you could tell us about? Yeah, I'm actually working on Snow Shark 2 right now. Nice. And, um, this one will be a bit different, but a lot more fun, I think. In my, Anyways, but um, yeah, I have a lot of things going on next year. Um, and I have some things I can't talk about, but I really, really wish I could. And right now I'm actually putting together an anthology for, we're about to open submissions on an anthology of video game horror. And um, Oh, sweet. That's right yeah. up my alley. Yeah, I just posted a preview of it all over and um, like the cover and everything. We're working out the guidelines right now for that. And I'll probably post that come Monday or Tuesday. And um I'm really excited for this one. Very excited. I love video games. Yeah, I I had a virtual reality arcade for I I mean I I ran it up here for a year and a half and then we started just taking it mobile and we do events for uh you know a lot of the organizations around here. My wife and mm -hmm. I run the company. It's called Virtue Dome. But yeah, I, video games are sort of my little baby. I've been playing them mm -hmm. since the 80s, so mm -hmm. um yeah, I'll be all all over that. Yeah. Very cool. So Thanksgiving's coming. Do you have uh, any plans? Um, I'm probably going to order a pizza. And... <laughs> Watch some horror movies. Yeah, that's it. I do have a, a quick yes or no question. So yes or no, Bigfoot broke bread with the pilgrims and the Native American tribesmen at the first Thanksgiving in 1621. Yes. I'd see. I believe so too. I think it was there. <laughs> oh crap! Definitely cool. Was. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, so Brian, what's what's the best way people can find you? Do you have a website, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? What's what's the best way people could find you? Find uh, your work. Twitter. Um, that's where I'm at mostly. Um, I I don't know my handle. It's weird. It's like at error and a bunch of numbers, but. It's easy to find me, it's just Brian G. Berry. And, yeah, I think um, that's the way I found you. I think I just typed in your name. But, yeah. But we can yeah. add a link in the show notes so people can go to that. And so that's the best way to find you. Of course, you could yeah. uh, search him on Amazon. I think mm -hmm. it's actually, there's a Brian G. Berry and there's also a Brian Berry. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. easy. If you, I just did it because I, I actually was not following you and- Brian G. Barry, it comes right up. Just, mm -hmm. Yep, that's pretty pretty easy. Yeah, the other Brian Barry does like coloring books, I think. 
<laughs> Those are two distinct, definitely <laughs> different. <laughs> Very oh, cool. So it looks like I'm. I am kind of curious because I did just go on there. Uh, you have several different covers to Nightweaver. I have two. I have one that's um just a Kindle, and then I had a paperback uh, version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, I I saw the uh the other one. Oh, that okay. The one with the face. And then the other one has the spider on it for the Kindle version. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Good stuff. Cool. Well, thanks, Brian. We really appreciate uh, you coming on the show. Looking forward to uh, reading your other books and can't wait to see what you have coming up next. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. All right. So that was Mr. Brian G. Barry. For more about Brian, as we were saying in the show, you could find him on Twitter we will link that in the show notes, or you could just search him on Amazon, Brian G. Barry. Pretty easy to find because you'll see a bunch of uh, splatter horror books. So I also wanted to, while we're talking about books, and since it is Thanksgiving time, I did want to bring up another book. It's not horror related at all, but it's a really cool Thanksgiving book. I actually bought this last year. I didn't finish it, but I'm, I kind of got back to reading it this year. It's called... Thanksgiving, The Holiday at the Heart of the American Experience by Melanie Kirkpatrick. And it's a really cool history of Thanksgiving. So anyone that's into history, this thing kind of gives you the whole rundown of it. And it's done in a very entertaining way. Very cool book. It's uh, If you're into Thanksgiving, I think more people should be into Thanksgiving. I know a lot of times, even I'm guilty of this, once Halloween was over, we you know we would always joke about this at, as kids and play Christmas music the next day. It's like oh, so many people bypass Thanksgiving, but I think it's such a cool holiday where family comes together, and you're not you don't have to worry about gifts and all the the pressures of something like Christmas. It's literally just a holiday where family comes together, and you're kind of thankful to be in that familial group and um so anyway this it's a cool book on thanksgiving and well, plus uh, so it's if, a good segue into christmas most people you know after thanksgiving is when they start doing all their christmas stuff um at least that's lately what, that's i mean not lately usually the stores are are already filled up well hell even on on halloween there's already christmas stuff in the stores yeah yeah I wanted I wanted to say one thing though in regards to you know Brian and this interview I think what was kind of neat about uh, you know talking with him is that he comes from you know sort of our uh, our um, time you know in the 80s and whatnot and you know as we were having the discussions and dropping you know all the movies and and some of the stuff it seemed like a lot of his interests and everything were a lot of the slashers and a lot of you know, he he sounds like he's a, a pretty avid reader, um, dropping some authors that I actually never even really read, um, that I made notes of. Plus the movie for Thanksgiving time that we need to um, we need to watch. Yeah, I, Blood I will Rage. Say, yeah, I I was excited that you know he sort of sees the same kind of stuff that we do um, from our childhood and his Halloween memory that he had was, was really fun. It was really neat. Um, you know, back in that time when, you know, like you said, you, you, I mean, most people nowadays at nine years old, aren't going to go trick or treating by themselves. So it's sort of just brought that feel back. It was fun. Um, yeah, especially nine thirty. I know, you know, where I live at nine o'clock, it literally is, it's almost like the store has closed at nine o'clock. Yeah the streets just empty. It's, it's like an unwritten rule. So, and I, and I remember as kids, it probably was similar. And I do remember that we would be, you know, me, you and Travis, we would be out when all of a sudden the streets had emptied and there's kind of a spookiness to that time because you, it, the streets had just been covered with people and then all of a sudden it's empty and there's a creepy feeling to that. So I can imagine this nine-year-old kid by himself, the street's empty, it's 9.30, and all of a sudden this scarecrow yeah, <laughs> with an I, axe. 
But I mean, even even like some of the other stuff that he brought up, you know, going down to, you know, like your movie store or something and renting some movies, ordering some pizza. And then when it was kind of funny when we asked him, you know, hey, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? And and he goes, yeah, I'll probably just order a pizza and watch some movies. So <laughs> it was kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. So good time. You know, I think definitely people should check Brian G. Barry out. Uh, if you're into that type of thing, slashers, action. Well, I haven't read the the action one yet, but I I'm sure I it's going to no deliver. Doubt it's yeah, I have no doubt that he's a good writer, especially like I said, if he can make something as 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 crazy as some of the scenes in uh, the Thanksgiving Day Massacre, I I have no doubt that his action uh, books are probably right up there. Yeah, it, he definitely knows how to access what people love about the slasher so i feel like he he's gonna definitely deliver with with the other the other stuff as well you know like the shark one i feel like the fun of sharknado or mega shark versus giant octopus like those types of of movies i feel like that's what this book's gonna deliver so i'm definitely looking forward to to that one uh the christmas one which he said was going to come out soon before christmas so i don't hopefully i'll be able to get that in time i may get the e version of that just so i can read it before christmas but uh but yeah looking forward to it definitely check him out brian g barry so cool anything else tom uh, before we call it a night nope that'll do it all right well that's going to do it for this episode of the Jack Lantern Press Podcast. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. There you'll also find our book, Transylvania Traveler, which is a humorous travel guide to and through the monster universe. And you can call our pumpkin hotline and leave us any message with questions, suggestions, your impressions of the show. That number is 323 761 zero two seven six and if you enjoyed the show please give us a rating and a review it's a big help for the podcast and we'd greatly appreciate it now to take us out we usually like to play a clip from a halloween sound sounds album that tom and i had as kids tonight since thanksgiving is upon us we're just going to play the sounds of turkeys that's it turkeys as always thanks for joining us happy thanksgiving and we'll meet up again soon in the pumpkin patch. Gobble, gobble.